And cue music. I don't know how many of you have heard, but there's a flesh-eating virus going around. Yeah, it's called music. All right. I, 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 I am Brent. All right now, I'm Andy. There we go. There was Andy's horse, but very, uh, very valid effort that you put forth there. I'm trying to do an Aussie impression. I felt it. I felt it. Thanks. So, hey, what the hell's on the agenda today? Or, I guess, really, before we jump to that, what else has been going on? Anything else? Hey, well, we're going to, um, I thought since we're having a metal episode, I know that you did something very metal, um, last weekend. Did I? Right? Yeah, ate a fucking Slayer burger, right? That's uh, metal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Kuma's Corner for the first time, which, sad. It's not like I live on the other side of the fucking country. Uh, but, for some reason, I've just never been there, so I really enjoyed it. That was pretty metal. Man. Thanks for the reminder. So you went to the uh, uh, Schaumburg one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I think it's kind of weird. It's like in the middle of like a big shopping center, and then you got this like metal. Yeah, then you walk in, and then there's Slayer and Metallica playing. And no, it was cool. I didn't feel like you know, it was too gimmicky or anything. I thought it was yeah like a pretty cool little thing they got going on. So. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's really about all I have to say about it. The food was killer, you know, yeah. and they had good beers on tap. And so what else does a guy want? Everything was huge. I got that. The Slayer is basically like their version of a horseshoe, kind of, with fucking chili and peppers and a dewy sausage. And, and anger. And oh, anger, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. No, and yeah, they brought it out, and I looked at my wife and was like, well, I'm shitting my pants later. Yeah. I didn't. I also didn't finish the thing, because I probably would have shit myself and thrown up. It was so big. I don't know how any one person could eat that fucking thing. But, uh, yeah, so there was that. Yeah, I was thinking about the last thing I got was back in October, and I think I, I think what I got was the Led Zeppelin, and I think I got the... Uh, uh, meat sweats from it because it's like a burger patty, but then it had like pulled pork on it and uh, bacon. So I had like three times the meat and I was just like miserable. Hell yeah. I think that that's what my old lady got or what she get. Yeah, she got like the mastodon with chicken. Yeah. Because you can like substitute whatever, you know, chicken or beef or I think they have veggie burgers now, did they? Which is totally so. unmetal. That's not very yeah. metal. That kind of made me mad. It's like veggie burger. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good. Yeah, that was a good time, man. That weekend was a good time. We drank a lot of beer. We ate a lot of food. Had the most expensive steak dinner I've ever had in my life, too. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. That was. Uh, yeah, the Morton Steakhouse up there. It was good. I'd say it was probably the best steak I've ever had, like at a steakhouse, you know? Best steak I've had short of cooking my own. <laughs> but I don't know that I'm too eager to go out and spend that kind of money again, so. Did you have that the same day as the Slayer? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I know. We met up with some family. 
up that lives up there. My aunt and uncle and my cousin lives up there, and we met up with them. And it was like the only place we could get a reservation, and I mean, it was cool. It was you know, like I said, it was really good. It was great to see them. So I'm not bitching, but it's just something about just the two of us going out to dinner and having the bill be like almost 200 bucks just for two people. It's like, oh, yeah. what the fuck was that? It was good, but it's one of those where, you know, you got to remember we were drinking all day. We hung out at a brewery like all afternoon and spent a bunch of money at Kuma's too. And so the next morning I'm laying in my hotel room, like just tallying up how much every bill was in my head. And I'm like, oh God, I feel sick. <laughs> you know? I could have bought a fucking guitar for what we spent on food and alcohol yesterday. Mm. What the hell? Especially the whole weekend. But can't think like that. Can't think about that shit. You just got to live. Yeah, that's not like you do it all the time. No, so. fuck no. It was God. like, what, your Valentine's Day kind of deal? I don't know what it was. It was, yeah, we just needed to get the hell away from the kids for a while. A couple yeah. days, a couple days away. It was a good time, but, you know. So, yeah, that was my weekend. What did you do? You, didn't, you do anything cool? Um... Well, I saw uh, a couple bands and then uh, hung out with some old radio co-workers. But, and then I was jealous of all your posts. I was like, man, shit. Yeah. Sounds cool. Well, I would say that you should have been there, but then you just be broke like me now. Yeah. So... No, but it was fun. But let's, uh, yeah, let's get now down to Now here we are. People don't give a fuck yeah. what I ate last uh, weekend. <laughs> or maybe they do hey well I asked because I was curious about uh, Kumas but this episode we're gonna kind of change up the format I guess and skip some of the recent albums except for Ozzy's yeah I mean there wasn't really anything on my radar except for the uh, the Greg Dooley which I know people are gonna say oh it's Dooley I don't know I've never uh, understood that not to go on another separate rant but his name, every time I hear it pronounced, it's Dooley. Dooley. If you fucking spell it out, it's dull. It's the word dull with yeah. a fucking I after it. I've never understood that. It's always confused me. Tyler so, Childers? Childers? Yeah. So I don't know who really pronounces it what way. I think he pronounces it Dooley too, but he's wrong. He's just come from a long line of illiterate ancestors. <laughs> that, yeah, uh, it could be. So, fuck it. But no, I don't know. That was the only thing on my radar. And it was it's cool. I dig it. I've only listened to it a couple times so far. And then, like everything else I had never heard of, and I think next week, or this last Friday, was what, Five Finger Death Punch? Yeah. And who gives a shit? Like, we don't like them. Like, I don't, I don't think it would have been worth us sitting here just... There was supposed to be a bunch of Dio, like, reissues... Yeah, but they got postponed, too, a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Dio. You really dropped yeah. the ball on that one yeah. from the grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, yeah, I don't know if I... I think I kind of interrupted whatever you were saying. Oh, no, I didn't... Um, I was just saying uh, the new Ozzy album, right? You lit, Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that ended up being the only thing we... Yeah. Yeah. Ended up wanting to talk about, and it sparked the idea of what if we just did an all Ozzy yeah. episode and just talked about Ozzy. Hence our really cheese dick intro that we did in yeah. the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, know, rank good. some albums and yeah. top 
10 songs, and I think 10 was the number we decided on, right? Yeah, like, I'm really curious yeah, about it yours. It was tough, because, man, I like some stuff so much, and then some of the more recent albums I was not near as familiar with, so it was hard to rank the newer ones, you know? But... And I found out that, like, uh, there were some that I thought I liked, but then I don't like them as much, and then there's some that I think I overlooked, so it's, like, my, like, what I initially thought was going to be my list was almost, like, the opposite for some. Well, I definitely had some where I flip-flopped them, Um, and it was, like, my first initial thought was that this record was here, but then going back, there, there was two of them where when I went back and listened to them, I realized that... Actually, I thought one was a stronger record, and I don't know. We'll talk about that, I guess, when we get to that point. That way I'm not just sitting here saying vague shit, but... Yeah, because I guess we could start off with the new one. Yeah, um... So, Ordinary Man came out February 21st, and obviously we've kind of discussed the couple... I I know we at least discussed that Straight to Hell song. Yeah, we talked about that one, because you said... I remember you were saying that Slash was on it, and I didn't even realize that at the time. Yeah, am I right? Or was I talking out of my ass? I don't know. Yeah, he was on there. (laughs) could have been. It seemed like we were the opposite, because you liked the uh, Straight to Hell, but I liked the Under the Graveyard one. Uh, I think, anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I think those came out uh, late last year, so trying to think back. Yeah, I don't remember my... I I think my initial thought of Under the Graveyard was that it was kind of okay. I think I liked it better within the context of the record, you know? Like, listening yeah. to this record as a whole, I liked it more. But it still wasn't even one of the standouts to me. Mm. And Straight to Hell, it's like a solid opening track, yeah. but it wasn't one of my favorites. And that's the thing about Ozzy Records which we'll obviously get into more yeah. when we talk about those records. But, man, usually, for me, like, his opening tracks really fucking kick ass on, like, every record. Not all of There are a couple exceptions, but but that's one thing I realized when I was making my, like, top ten songs. I found myself, at least at first, before I started, like, really dialing it in and being like, oh, no, with this one and blah, blah, blah. I found myself gravitating towards opening tracks at points because he really, on the classic records, just had really kick-ass opening tracks, you know? And this or, one's solid. Yeah. Or my thing was, with this album, uh, it seemed like going back and revisiting the last couple albums, he's only like a singles artist or something. Like, it seems like he's got some strong singles, and then there's just filler tracks right. to fill out an album. So with this one, I was like... I pre-ordered Ordinary Man because I kind of, yeah, I kind of did come around on the Straight to Hell, and then I liked the one with Elton John, the title track. So I was like, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, shit, so if I like these three songs, does that mean, even though I've already committed to buying this, I'm not going to like anything else on this album? But then it seemed to be the opposite, uh, whereas there's a lot of stuff that I actually liked more. I liked uh, the All My Life and I think, uh, is this the end? Right. It wasn't, is this the end? It was a, today is the end. And then, 
Uh, even that one, Holy for Tonight, wasn't that bad either. No. It's like a ballady kind of deal. But, uh... I think... Probably my favorite song was, um... Ordinary Man. Uh, or not, not Ordinary Man, I'm sorry. All My Life. Yeah. Um, I think that, to me, was, like, the strongest song as far as, like, being, a, like, single material... Yeah. You know? But yeah, that one stood out, like, right away. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that one was just, like, a really great song. And I feel like the the record's pretty solid. I don't love it. Scary Little Green Men, that was <laughs> one that I thought was really cool. Like, it just had that old school, like, it's creepy but kind of silly and kind of yeah. funny. So it actually had some charm to it, you know? And I thought that It's a Raid song towards the end was really badass and that had Post Malone on it too yeah. I think uh, even the one even though uh, they threw it on as a bonus track I guess the one that he did with Post Malone yeah. and that other rapper I kind of like that one too I was like really? it's like a rap song but I thought it kind of had some bite to it or something I don't know it was yeah that one didn't do it for me man I don't I don't know. That one yeah. lost me. Maybe I'll come back around on it once I give it a few I guess I didn't listen to it enough, though, because I bought the album on vinyl, and it's not on there. It's, like, just a digital-only oh, song or, like, CD, I, I think. Know. I'll buy the vinyl, so. then. <laughs> be a more solid listen. I thought the one, what was the song? Um, keep fucking my list up here. I knew I should have wrote it out on a damn... Uh, yeah notepad like I normally do. Now I'm sitting here with all my notes in my phone oh, yeah. trying to go all high tech and use technology and I'm too fucking stupid to navigate through a phone I've owned for six years. <laughs> Actually it's been like four but, but whatever. Um, Holy for Tonight, that was the one that I did not really, that uh, to me was one of the biggest duds Oh yeah. on the record but um, I don't know though, I did feel like it was pretty solid. I didn't love a lot of it. See, I didn't really think that there was a couple that I wasn't as like high on, but I feel like this album there weren't any duds on it actually. Whereas the last couple Ozzy albums, there's how I said there's basically singles or something, and then there's right. nothing else on there. And this is at least maybe more consistent of an album. Sorry, I'm just laughing at myself oh, because I was like already like wanting to go in and change my list oh, around, yeah. and I'm like, ah, I gotta leave it alone, man. Yeah. God, dude, I hate making fucking top ten list and shit. Uh, the one thing that I did think was a kind of a weak song, but then it kind of grew on me was that "Eat Me." Oh yeah. And I thought like as first first time I listened to, it, I was like, shit, Gene Simmons probably wishes he wrote this song. Yeah, he does kind of have that. Like, just the title itself sounds like a... Eat me, I'm on the menu or it something. It sounds like a 1987 yeah. Gene Simmons lyric or something. It's right up there with the put my log in your fireplace. Type. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't... I guess I don't have a ton to say about this one album in particular because I feel like it's... It's good, but it's not great. It's yeah, like, even uh, though you're saying like it's not as much filler track as the other records, I feel like it is. I just feel like the filler tracks are maybe a little more solid, you know? Oh, okay. But I don't know. I'm a, I'm. I God, just feel like this... too. It kind of like uh, 
Um, I was talking to another friend, a friend of mine um, named Bill, and we saw that Black Sabbath show a couple of years ago. So he's a, a big uh, Sabbath guy, and like he's in a bunch of metal bands. And we were talking back and forth when these recent Ozzy songs were coming out. And I think I was saying at first that I wasn't sure about these songs because uh, all these Ozzy songs seem to be about... Uh, being Ozzy or something. Right. And then even on this album, there's stuff where they even sampled older Ozzy songs like that, All Right Now. Right. And then even that It's a Raid has like all of these live snippets from him where he's like, I can't hear you louder <laughs> and stuff. It's like him like screaming stuff from right. um, shows. And I was like, and that's one thing I actually wanted to do if maybe we had another week or I wasn't like as sick as I was this last week. I actually wanted to make like a a tally or like a spreadsheet of every Ozzy song and how many times each Ozzy song references a previous Ozzy song. <laughs> because I noticed in like a couple songs, he mentions a crazy train. Like it might yeah. have been Desire, I think. He says, crazy train, yeah, crazy. Right. And there's something else. Crazy. Like I wanted to do that and just do like a tally of Ozzy songs. But That's I felt like fun. though. That's a good idea, actually. I felt like, though, with this Ordinary Man, I feel like this probably is his last album, so it made sense to then reference, like, past stuff, because right. if you're looking back on your career and that all my life, he's, like, looking back on myself as a child, uh, like, it's kind of more sentimental, I guess. Right. So maybe that's why I like the album a little bit more, because some of that stuff makes sense. There's, right. like, a theme there. Yeah, it makes more sense this time around than some of the other records, because he's kind of been doing that. Like, it seems like all the singles on the last few records, not all the singles, yeah. but it seems like there's at least one single on the last few records where it's all about, I'm not going to stop. Yeah. I'm yeah. still going, <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, well, this one. Yeah, because I see where you're going because it's almost like he's running out of lyrics, but on here, yeah, it kind of is like, right. yeah, it's kind of like referencing stuff. Yeah, this one it just kind of makes sense because yeah, yeah. he's referencing the end of his career. But I feel like I saw something pop up already talking about another album. Oh, really? But you know how that goes, man. Yeah. The internet just makes shit up. People just pull True. bullshit out of their ass and start, you know, making stuff up. So who knows? I can't see him doing another one. I mean, yeah, because it seems like he stuff. made this one, because I was reading stuff about it, and I remember reading stuff before in the past where he said, like, he didn't want to make a new album. And this is probably, like, five years ago or so, but he's like, I'm not making a new album uh, because nobody buys albums. I'd do singles or something. Right. And then, so it kind of makes sense. Maybe he did this one because he was, like, home. He had to cancel his tour and had all the health problems, so this kind of helped him right. out. I mean, being home, nothing to do. So yeah, makes sense. I mean, it's just yeah. I'm, I don't know, like the Post Malone thing with that song. Part of me is like happy for him because it's kind of cool to see him like have another hit, kind of, and be in the oh, spotlight okay. again. Like because he was, I think he performed what was it like the Grammys or the American yeah. Music Awards or something with him with Post Malone, and I was like, uh. But then part of me is kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of happy for him, like a younger generation getting to yeah. kind of hear him, see him, 
maybe for the first time, you know, maybe not like on an episode of the fucking Osbournes or whatever where it wasn't cool. Like, yeah. I mean, could you imagine if like your first exposure to Ozzy was just on the Osbournes? Yeah. Like, you're not going to think he's cool. You're not going to get that he was this fucking rock god, that he's like this yeah, metal that's... pioneer, you know? It wasn't totally that way with me, but it almost kind of was, because what, like, that show came out in, like, 2000, 2001, so I was, like, 16, 17, so, like, I kind of heard about some of this stuff from the 80s, but, like, like, we'll get into it later, but mostly my first exposure to Ozzy was, like, Osmosis and stuff like that, so then, yeah, then I'm seeing him on TV, and he's, like, just some bumbling old man, I'm, like... (laughs) What the fuck? And then my grandma says she likes the show, and I was just kind of like... Well, he's eh. not metal. He's yeah. Not. Yeah, so fuck Ozzy. So then I was kind of like, for like a while I was, I'm like, and I'm like yeah. I don't give a shit about Ozzy. I think during the duration but, of that tour, I felt the same way. Like, I was a fan earlier on. Like, got into him like in junior high. And I think like... See, it was a weird one for me, because... I mean, I'm not old enough to be like, yeah, I remember back when he went solo for the first time. <laughs> but yeah. but like Blizzard of Oz was the first album I heard front to back, and I don't really remember why, because I mean it was obviously it would have been after like it probably would have been like No More Tears era that I got yeah. into him, but for some reason Blizzard of Oz was like the first one I bought, and I think because it was just kind of this creepy album cover, yeah, and it had Crazy Train on it, so. I was just getting into buying CDs and stuff, and was like, well, hey, makes sense to start there. But I had an older cousin that was, like, into metal and stuff. And um, when I was younger, he didn't live around here. I mean, he doesn't now either, but he had moved back around the time I was, like, 14, I think, and really getting into, like, all these metal bands and stuff. And I was getting into kind of older metal bands it was kind of weird because you're talking like 1994 1995 yeah. so there was obviously like i was getting into pantera at the same time as getting into like all the classic ozzy stuff and uh so you kind of had like somebody to kind of almost guide you a little bit he kind of did yeah he kind of came yeah. in like right when i was hitting the peak of getting into all this stuff and he was kind of like oh yeah there's some stuff i would have never checked out if it wasn't for him you know because he was kind of like, oh, you like Motley Crue, you should check out Rat, you know? Yeah. And I remember, like, riding with him somewhere, and he had a copy of Out of the Cellar and his car on cassette and popped it in the cassette deck and listened to it. And I was like, oh, shit, these guys are really good. Like, I'd only heard Round and Round on the radio, and, like, You're in Love, I think, were, like, the only two songs I'd heard at the time. And he's sitting there playing me, like, these other Rat songs and stuff. And he was really into, you know, Ozzy... <clears throat> and just talking with him and stuff got me where I wanted to go back and kind of explore the older stuff, you know. <clears throat> so, sorry, I got like a frog in my throat or something. Oh, no, it's fine. So maybe then, since we're already talking about the old Ozzy, should we move on to our uh, album rankings? Yeah, maybe? man, um... Well, Andy, lead the way. I'm sure we're going to butt heads on this. All right. Well, we might be the same at this one. At the bottom, I've got Black Rain from 2007. 
that almost was my bottom. Okay, and I'm saying that this is my bottom because you, because we were talking about songs that Ozzy did where it's like, hey, I'm Ozzy, I'm gonna keep going because there's that I, there's that song. What is it? Um, I don't want to stop. Right. And that song drove me nuts, and it still drives me nuts because it's basically Zach Wilds like that uh, pinch harmonics for like three minutes. It's just nonstop <laughs> pinch harmonics. I don't want to stop doing pinch harmonics. It's basically that for like yeah. three minutes, and it's so cliched. And like, um, I didn't even listen to that album like at all when it came out because I, I didn't hated, hated that song so much. Yeah. I'm like, fuck this song. Fuck Zach Wilde. Like, I hate this. I'm not listening to it. So this is the first time I've ever listened to it. Yeah, and really nothing like actually grabbed me at all except the title track Black Rain I think Ozzy might have had some harmonica on there and it was kind of cool and it was kind of like I don't know it almost had like an Alice in Chains kind of like sludgy vibe to it but that was the only one that stood out yeah that record for me I actually this was the first time I listened to it as well I totally blew it off because I did not like that single. Yeah. But I actually found myself liking more stuff on it. Oh, yeah. I was surprised, and I can't even tell you. Like, I pulled up the track listing because I thought, well, I'll reference some of the ones I'm thinking of, and now I've already forgot. I think maybe the Almighty Dollar might have been kind of good, too. That one was kind of cool. There was stuff on the back half of that. Definitely better than the the singles and the, the front half, yeah. I thought. I like, not going away is totally lame-ass. Yeah. It's, like, the weakest opening song. We were talking about how he always has, like, kick-ass openers. And then, like, that album is totally... Oh, I think that was a single, too, that not going away. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. It was almost, almost my, almost. my number 11, my least favorite. And I ended up, like, last minute, like, literally this morning, flipping this one like switching it around with down to earth oh okay down to earth to me is such a watered down rehash of osmosis that i just can't like the production's the exact same the kind of songs are the same and they're just not as good and to me it's like the ozzy record that just never needed to happen he took no chances there's no there's just nothing interesting in that record. Yeah, I feel it on that one too, because that's actually my uh, number ten, and I had never listened to that one either, I except either. for uh, whatever the single was. What is it? Uh, um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. One is like that's one that starts referencing. I think that that's the first point where he starts referencing Gets me through old Aussie songs, where he's like. I'm not the Iron Man yeah. or the Antichrist or something. Um, and, uh, yeah, that actually did sound just like um, Osmosis. But I really like that Dreamer song on there. It's okay. Yeah. I didn't and there's that another one, one that uh, I, I found. Junkie was a cool song. Yeah. And uh, No Easy Way Out was kind of cool. Yeah. But it had its yeah, it had its moments. I think all I think even the worst of his stuff had its moments. That's one thing that I was surprised. See, that's why I think that that's why I ranked Black Rain at the bottom was because I only really liked one song, and then Down to Earth was higher because I actually liked uh, two songs on that one. So that's how right. I I separated those. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, 
It was a tough call on those two. For me, it was a tough call on everything after Osmosis. Oh, yeah. Because I was not familiar with them as entire okay. records prior to us making this decision yeah. to do this and go in and do the homework. And so to sit there and not live with it, but for like a couple weeks worth of listening to them and, you know, plus yeah, I had to go back and listen to all my favorite shit. Yeah, but we're in the it. same boat with these two, so I feel like yeah. we're not really totally wrong on it. Yeah, no. So. Unless somebody's like, shit, man, I love Down to Earth. That's my favorite Ozzy album. Yeah. Well, sorry, man. I don't man, know. we can't I help mean. it if you're an idiot, but, you know. <laughs> But you're really going to hate, uh, since we both kind of have the same uh, for 10 and 11, you're you're really going to hate uh, my number nine. Yeah. You're really going to hate this one. And you're going to say, I'm an idiot, because my number nine is Bark at the Moon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I tried to sit with this so long. I even listened to it this morning. Oh, my and I only, God. And I only... shit your pants when you see where I have it. I only like Bark at the Moon... And waiting for darkness, like the oh. bookends of the album, but I don't really, nothing really? in the middle really grabbed me. And even that one's so tired, it's like, oh, that song was awful. Like the ballad. Really? One. Yeah. I could see not liking So Tired. I could see really not liking that. It's just, I really like that song. Oh, okay. But I like it because it doesn't fit. Um, but Waiting for Darkness is awesome. I think I like that more than Bark at the Moon, actually. God, dude, that it's got a cool vibe to it. Well, I'll jerk that record off oh. when I get to All it. Right. I guess I won't. I won't put too much of my, you know, opinion in on it. But man, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, you'll see. Because and plus, after his <laughs> first two not albums, it's list. like a, it seemed like a big drop off. But I'm not hating on Jakey Lee though. His guitar it just works seems like it's just not as strong record. as those first two. Well, not to have, uh, you know, spoiler alert, but I do have, I do have one probably ranked way lower than what people, and I've had this conversation with people before, they can't believe that I don't like one particular record as much as what most people do. Oh. <laughs> you know, but we'll and get to that. And that's probably going to be the one that I like, actually. Well... So. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It probably will be. So you're so okay, so we're on number nine, and your number nine is Bark at the Moon. My number nine is Scream. Um, which kind of made sense because that's another one that you didn't really sit with. Yeah. Mm. And it surprised me though. The thing about all these later records is I expected to not like them as much as I did. It's not yeah. that I don't I don't hate any of these. Like Scream had some really cool moments in it. Yeah. That's why I had to like you know, put it above Black Rain and Down to Earth because, you know, I thought the single Scream was actually cool. When it came out, I thought, man, this is actually his best single in a while, mm-hmm. you know. And then there were some other songs on there that I thought were really cool. Like, just, he tried some different things, you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, which Scream is my number eight. I thought Soul Sucker had, was a cool one. Uh, even that Time song. One that I really like on there, why I guess I put it above uh, Bark at the Moon. Which is uh, ludicrous, but yeah, go on. <laughs> is uh, that Life Won't Wait song. I really yeah. like that one. Yep. There it's was... another sentimental Ozzy song, so it could almost fit on Ordinary Man. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I'm not like a fan of his 
one thing with Ozzy that I've noticed, short of mostly one record, and I'll definitely get to that. I'm not wanting to say too much because okay. I don't want to like spoil certain things, yeah. but his ballads I don't I tend to not care for. You I know? Got you. I don't know what it is. I mean, Except even all the way so back. Tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just such a weird one. That's like kind of a weird. It's such an out of place song. I think I just the harmonies and stuff like it sounds like a, you know, it just doesn't sound like Ozzy. It yeah. sounds like Ozzy doing, I don't know, like a. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm yeah. just drawing a blank on what yeah. the hell I'm trying to say here, but, um, I don't know. That's not, like not one of my favorite Ozzy songs by any means, but it's like it is kind of one exception to the to the rule, I guess. Huh? For me, the Ozzy ballads have just gotten old. They all just seem to start to sound the yeah. same, and you know, I mean, even like "Mama, I'm Coming Home." It's not even like it's a ballad, I guess technically it's like a power ballad. But I mean, Lemmy wrote that. Yeah. You, you'd think I'd be like, and I don't hate it. I just don't care. Like it's one of those where it's like I could care less to ever hear that song again. You know. Hmm. Yeah, you're kind of revealing your uh, hand now, I guess. Ah, uh, maybe, but yeah. So, so you said "Scream" is your. I number feel like eight. we need a board here to kind of tell. I know. I I know. I feel like we're all over the place. Sitting there scrolling through my phone, I got Wikipedia up on the computer, and I'm trying to make sure my head. This is a lot of material to try to cover, yeah. but so your number eight was "Scream." So my number eight. We're not. Aside from you having Bark at the Moon, I feel okay. like we're fairly close. The next one for me is Ordinary Man, the new record. And that was what? That's that's yeah. my number eight. Your number eight. All right. Um, I think it's definitely his best of the new, like, like I guess what I consider new Ozzy is everything yeah. after Osmosis. <laughs> you know, it's just the stuff that I didn't really care all that much about. And it's just, I don't know, there's some more solid songs. It's a little more solid front to back than the others. Yeah. It's a little more consistent. So that's why I rank it above the other newer Ozzy records, you know. Hmm. So there you go, buddy. My number eight. You're probably going to throw me out of your house House by the time we're done with this. I was going to say, dude, I already know what your number one's going to be. I just have a feeling. I, would, I almost want to, like, write it down. Here, I'm going to. Just so you don't think I'm making it up. I'm going to predict Andy's number one right now. I don't want to know. I don't want you to give anything away. I'm going to tear this piece of paper off. And I'm going to write my guess on this piece of paper. You want to do the same with me? Oh. Uh, All right. I know this is probably awkward to listen to. All right. I'm well, going we to write my guess of what Andy's number... Oh, Jesus, my pen. Look at that shit. This pen's broke. Ah, oh, no, what are you doing? Fuck. This is my good writing pen. I don't like writing with any other pen. Alright. <laughs> it's kind of silly, but this is... Fun. I know, this is like totally stupid. I don't even know why we're doing this, but... Oh, we were supposed to... <laughs> I was going to open them at the end. Oh, oh, okay. That's alright. Sorry. That's all right. I just know how you are, and you always seem to have, like, your number one always ends up being the most ludicrous shit to other people. <laughs> like, when you do... Thank you. Andy used to do these 
top ten list on was yeah. it on ninety five five's website or? Well, that's how I started doing it actually, and then I just thought because I wanted to talk about bands that we didn't play, so I had my own blog and I just put shit on my own blog. And people get so bent. Out. I mean, not bent out of shape. I remember people... Brian was giving me so much shit about Dokken because I did. I liked that one Dysfunction album a lot, and he's like. How can you like dysfunction more than um, all this other shit? And I'm like, I don't know. Something good about that one. Well, but. I'm disagreeing with all of you. I couldn't even rank Dawkins' fucking albums because I don't give a shit about Dawkins. Oh. I've never cared for Dawkins. Oh, well, Jim Glass just loves you even more now. He hates it, too. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and I've seen him like two or three times, too, and they're seeing them live made me just hate them. Like, I was always kind of indifferent about him yeah. before. But Don Dawkins such a douchebag. Yeah, he is. That like I saw him live a couple times, and I was like, you know what? Any little bit of respect I had for these guys, you know, and any chance of me like giving them another shot and listening to their entire catalog and trying to give a fuck about them just went right out the window. Uh, you know, so because they might have had a chance, they might it might have been one of those bands where one day down the road I would have been like, oh fuck, no, now I kind of get it. Now I'm kind of into it because there's other bands like that. Yeah. You know, like sticks, that's never going to happen. Those guys are like nails on a chalkboard to me, you know? Yeah. I've had people try to turn me around on the sticks thing, and it's like, nope. I like some of their stuff. I mean, it's so close. I can't sit through full albums, though. No, that's, dude, I can't, I don't know. I don't like any of their stuff. It's like mm. every song on the radio, something about their sound, dude. It's just like, uh Fuck, I'm disgusted just even talking about it and thinking about it right now. Let's I like on. more of the ones I, uh, that I guess were the Tommy Shaw songs. Because no some of the Dennis DeYoung stuff, it just makes us think of like long extended keyboardy solos yeah. and stuff. I'm like, eh. Yeah, but, I don't know. We got to stop talking about yeah. sticks or I'm going to throw up. So wait, so uh, keeping score. <laughs> I forgot where we're then at. You, you had, uh, <coughs> uh, basically you've got the four um, recent out. Um, Ozzy albums they're, as your bottom yeah, four. They're definitely my bottom four. Uh, well, I think my number eight. I don't know if I said that yet, but it's uh, Scream. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did because mine right. was nine, and you said that Scream was your number eight. Yeah. So we're on to right. number seven. All right. If you want to start. So I've got one. Uh, here, the other Jakey e. Lee album, Ultimate Sin. I mean, I get that one being there. I don't get that being ranked above Bark at the Moon. I like a lot of Ultimate Sin, but I... Yeah, like, I like that Killer of Giants. I like the title really? track, Killer Ultimate of Giants Sin. is probably my least favorite song oh, really? on the album, actually, but... Ultimate Sin just has that cool drum. Oh, I like Ultimate, Ultimate Sin. Ultimate Yeah. That song actually almost... It was on my top ten, and I actually booted it for another song, yeah. but I'm not going to reveal that now. God damn it, because the audience, they're they're in suspense. Yeah. I know that they're... Um, so, Osmosis is my number seven. Hmm. And I think the problem with that record for me, and I do like it, I just think that there were certain songs that were so overplayed on the radio when it came out. And not even the song Perry Mason. I remember it coming out and people being like, oh, it's fucking stupid. Who the fuck writes a song about Perry Mason? It's fucking dumb. But dude, like that's see, that's a fucking awesome song though. That's what I was thinking at first. It is too. great. It's great because it's like not about his usual bullshit. Yeah. It is totally fucking random, and Ozzy's a weird yeah. fucking random dude, anyhow. And I think that's like 
some I the, I think that that record in general has some moments that are Zach Wilde's best guitar work, mm-hmm. and I think that the riff the riffs in uh, Perry Mason yeah. and My Jekyll Doesn't Hide, I mean there's some really badass guitar work that was. I think Zach at his prime as far as his guitar work goes, because I think after that, like everything just sounded like your typical Zach Wild. Yeah. Dig a dig a dig a squeal, dig a dig a dig a squeal, dig a. You know, the pin, stop. just the pinch harmonic thing over and over again. Like he just took the same fucking lick and like just kind of recycled it and put notes yeah. in different order. And that's basically what I have to say, but I'll say it later at a certain point. Right. But. Well, hey, man. I'm pretty much, well, yeah, we we both just did our number seven, number which puts us at number six. And this is the one, I'm going to let you go first, but this is the one where I think I'm going to get some shit for it. Really? Yeah, but go ahead. Because my number six is Osmosis, which was your last one. Mm. And that one is... How well, going back through these albums... I predicted that to be your number one. So that's, goes that's that. actually what I thought you were going to say was my number one. How you're like, <laughs> you like shit that people don't like. Well, just because you had made but, references throughout but, the week. But that one will come into play more in my top songs list, though. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But I with Osmosis, you sent me. that's one where uh, some of these kind of went up. Like, oh, why didn't I listen to this album more? Or, and some of them kind of slid down. That's the one that actually slid down, because when I first kind of scribbled stuff out, that one was my number three. Mm. But then as I went, it kind of slid down. So. Well, hot diggity damn. But I'm guessing your number six is probably No More Tears, though, right? No. Oh. No. My number six is actually Diary of a Madman. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's always been one, and I, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't care for any. Th- I don't know how to word this. I was about to word it wrong a little bit. Anything that wasn't a single or something? Mostly it's the singles I dig. There's other stuff that I like mm-hmm. that, yeah. But the stuff that wasn't really the hits were just kind of okay. Like, none of those really stuck out mm. to me. They were never any of my favorites and I oh, I mean over the mountain flying high again. Great songs. Mm. Uh what else was on there? Rock and Roll Rebel. That was on yeah. that record, right? Um God, I've listened to so many so much Ozzy this week that it's getting <laughs> to the point to where <laughs> I'm starting oh, to forget shit. what was on what yeah. record, but yeah. You know, it it had stuff that I really liked. I mean, Rock and Roll Rebel is a great uh, record, you know, or a great song. So it has stuff that I really yeah. like. It's not that I'm even dogging Shit, it, man. but hmm. it's definitely, uh, you know, not one of my favorites. Hmm. To me, especially when you compare it to Blizzard of Oz, it just doesn't, I don't know, <laughs> man, it just doesn't hold well. its own as an entire record, in my opinion, next to hmm. that, but... Oh, yeah. No, You Can't Kill Rock and Roll was the song I was trying to think of. Jesus Christ, not Rock and Roll Rebel. God, my brain's just a mess today. I apologize to anybody listening. Like I said, I've listened to too much Ozzy this week. It's all turning into a fucking mush. Um, 
Should should have just written out notes. I should have made like a spreadsheet of all the albums yeah. and all the songs. But no, I mean, I don't know. I I kind of just feel like there wasn't much beyond side one. You know, mm. you got over the mountain flying high again. You can't kill a rock and roll believer. Those are solid <coughs> songs. <coughs> Shit, now I can't stop coughing. <laughs> But, I, you know, when you look at the track listing, I feel like that record literally just, like, is ranked best song to worst song. Oh, really? Huh. So, I don't know. People, I like I said, I'm expecting people to give me shit about that yeah. one. So. Hey, well, um, I'd bark at the moon, like, down, down there. That's so. crazy to me, but, yeah, man. So, what can you do? Yeah. Well, let's talk about our number five, man. Let's talk about... Or no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, number five. My number five was one that we've already went in depth on, Ordinary Man. Okay. Which sounds kind of surprising, but I don't know. It just, I don't know, stuck with me. So. I mean, the fact that it's rated, it's ranked higher than Bark at the Moon is fucking crazy to me, but, you know. Hey, man, but if we're... But I'm the asshole to put Diary of a Madman all the way down there, too, so, I, you know, not all the way down there. It just seemed like I'm saying consistent. Yeah. Or something. And it was, I don't know, it was fun. So. Well, fun and you know, list. you said you had one that you said Osmosis was ranked higher and then kind of slid down the list as you were yeah. going through this stuff. My number five, that was the case with this one, and it was The Ultimate Sin. Hmm. I had that one definitely higher, and then it was like going back and revisiting everything. I just found that, you know, okay, this record's not as consistent as I thought it was. It has some stuff I really, really like, but, um, you know, and Jakey e. Lee, man, <coughs> really his guitar work was so badass. And the thing I like about his guitar playing is the fact that it's almost like this... M- <laughs> like, you couldn't have even done this accidentally, you know yeah. what I mean? But he's like... Literally the perfect combination of, like, certain characteristics of Randy Rhodes' playing mm-hmm. and Zach Wilde's playing. Like, there's elements of both. You know what I mean? But he was like, and he's like the guy that was, like, segueing you from one to the other. And it's almost like this, per- like, how the fuck did, did Ozzy plan that? You know, I mean, there's no way he could have planned yeah. it. You know what I mean? But it's like one of those things that just... I think it's kind of weird, too. Like, he almost needed... Um, here's my feelings with J.K. Lee, is he almost, like, didn't even reach his full potential with Ozzy, it seemed like. Oh, yeah, I, I mean... Like, I didn't really like the Bark at the Moon one that much, but then this one, he's, like, really taken off, and then it's, like, boom, he's, like, like out of the bang. Right. So it's, oh, like... his playing was know. fucking great on this record, you know? And I think that's yeah. why I initially thought, like, yeah, that's going to be ranked higher because I just was thinking like in my head I'm like oh Jakey Lee underappreciated that record had so many badass licks on it you know just his playing was the shit and Shot in the Dark is such a great song the title track's a great song Um, uh, Lightning Strikes that's another one of my favorites on it that Lightning Strikes almost made it into my top ten list that Mm. was one that was I felt like my last couple in making the top ten song list, I felt like I was just like 
constantly yeah. like, ah, fuck. Should this be in there? No, this one. No, this one. And today I almost changed one of them again. I was like, no, just fucking leave it alone. Stop touching it. Just stop. Yeah. But, yeah, man, so I don't know. That's my take on the ultimate sin. It's tough to have it. At this point, honestly, it was really, really hard to rank. Everything from basically no more tears and before that. It was really hard to rank because, like, if you caught me six months from now and made me make the same list, I might just be in a totally different mindset and I might, yeah. you know, there's my number one is probably always going to be my number one, and I'll get to that when we get to it, but there's just certain reasons why, you know, so, um, yeah. Number four, then? Yes, sir. We're uh, my down. number four, you're about to... This is the one where you're really going to, like, nail me to the wall or something. My number four is Blizzard. Wow. Well... And then everybody just went... And, like... Yeah, Andy. everybody just shut it off. They're like, fuck yeah. this episode, we're done. Andy's yeah. ruined it for us. <laughs> Brent puts Diary of a Madman at number seven, and then fucking Andy turns around and puts Blizzard at... Number four, craziness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't get that one personally. I, mm. you know, that's a that's a tough one for me to swallow. But I think it just depends, like, too. Hey, I like it. I'm not saying it's a bad I know, album. That's the thing. Is that's the thing. I'm not saying it's a bad that's album. That's what I was saying with I Ultimate didn't... Sin. Like, I love Ultimate Sin. I just found out going back and thoroughly mm. re-listening to everything that oh no, yeah. wait. I guess I don't like it as much as these other records. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. These records, everything, no more tears than before. It's fucking awesome. Like, there's not a bad record. You know, except Bark at the Moon. No, no, okay. you're you're just wrong on that one. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, but Blizzard though, there's so much cool stuff, and obviously, like, you know, all those songs or like a lot of those songs have been on the radio so long. And they're still in Ozzy's, like, yeah, set. Yeah. It's just something had to be left out of the top three of my list. Right, so. yeah. I mean, I get it. Trust me. Well, my number four is uh, No Rest for the Wicked. Oh, okay. And that's a tough one. I mean, because that's a great... I mean, that's Zach Wilde's, you know, first record, and there's... Yeah, because that's actually my next one, number so three. So many great songs mine. on that. Because this is one that actually, the No Rest for the Wicked, I'll just talk about it here. That's one that shot, like, sky high up my list. Because before, like, six months ago, I would have been like, it's one that I um, always forget about. But then going back through it, I'm like, how the fuck did I forget about this? Yeah. Well, you sit and you look at the track list and you're like, really, there's not a bad song there's not like a terrible song then the other thing that stands out to me is it's good songs good guitar playing but it's not like pinch harmonic the fuck out either no yeah (laughs) it was before it was like before we started doing that (laughs) so it's like you know i know uh that's the great thing about it like the riff like miracle man the riffs yeah fucking killer devil's daughter is a cool song little jimmy great well you know what though crazy babies that's kind of where he invented his pinch harmonic yeah riff but he wasn't doing it in drop D yet, I guess. Yeah. Once he started doing it in drop D on No More Tears, he realized, yeah. ooh, this is easy. Yeah. <laughs> I only need one finger to play this riff. 
two, if, you know, two for convenience, but <laughs> I could do it with one finger if I wanted to. Uh, and even No Rest for the Wicked, I think that's got maybe the coolest Ozzy cover, too. It does, man, because it's, like, evil again. Yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, like, I guess, I feel like Bl- like Blizzard has, like, a genuinely kind of creepy, evil look to it because he's not trying too hard. Like, it's, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. But then, like, Diary of a Madman, it's like, ooh, evil mad scientist on the cover. <laughs> yeah, but then he's got his, like, fringe little jacket thing. So yeah. it, looks, it looks super, like, cheesy. And then Bark <laughs> at the Moon, even, is like, it's a cool album cover, but, yeah, you know, it's like his version of Thriller. Yeah. Basically, I mean, as far as, you know, dressing up like a werewolf and everything. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. I, yeah, I agree. It's a super cool album cover. Um and Devil's Daughter, Holy War, like kind of the yeah. weird shit in the background when you're listening to it. Yeah, like I thought that was kind of cheesy where it's like watching you, watching you. It's and cheesy, so at the but end, it's I was still like, kind of yeah. like, you know. Yeah, but it's a cool song, though. Yeah. Oh, man. But it's, yeah, like I really like this album a lot. I was like, man. Yeah, it's a tough one. It almost. <sighs> it was What did you it. say your number three was? Is this or one, this no is your number three? Wood? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So my number three is No More Tears, oh, and it okay. was a tough one, honestly. These were the two that, like, yeah. basically it was inevitable because of my favorite two are my favorite two. Yeah. And which actually I say that, and to be honest with you, a few like not a few years ago, but like I'd say ten years ago or more, No More Tears would have been up there, you know, but. As time went on, like, I, there's just things about No More Tears I don't like as much, hmm. I thought. <laughs> and so, like, my first initial list, No Rest for the Wicked, was actually higher than No More Tears. But then I listened to No, no More Tears again, and I'm like, no, no, this really is... I mean, there's not a bad song on No More Tears. Like, even the stuff that the radio just wore the fuck out, and I already made it a point, yeah. I already talked about Mama I'm Coming Home and how I could kind of care less to hear that song ever again. But then when you put on the whole record that comes on, you kind of dig it. Like you hear it on the radio, you're just like, oh, fuck, man, I've heard this way too many times, you know. But then I like played the record front to back the other day and was like, ah, you know, I can enjoy it within this record, you know. Um, <coughs> so yeah, man, I don't, I don't want to change the world. I don't want the world to change me. That's, that's a great song. Mr. Tinker Train, like I always, I was saying before about him just having like really kick-ass opening songs. That might be one of the most kick-ass opening songs out of any record, man, of his, yeah. like, I don't know. So that album does rip, I mean, so... So moving on, I think, are we on to your number two? My number two is Diary of Madman. Wow. Yeah. Well, then we're even, <laughs> because my number two is Bark at the Moon, so <laughs> I guess we both kind of took each other's number two and pushed them down the list. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I don't, I mean... For me, Bark at the Moon, I guess the reason why I've got it so high on the list is because it's just... I think when you take what he was trying to go for on a lot of the other 
albums. Um, as far as his pop efforts, like because the, Bark at the Moon definitely is like his. Aside from. You know, like the first couple tracks, like the title track "Bark of the Moon," um, "Over the Mountain." Those sound like they could be on Blizzard of Oz or on Diary of a Madman. They almost sound like yeah, because sometimes I I get kind of those kind of mixed up. What is it? Um, I don't know. Flying high again over the mountain. They're kind of interchangeable. That's the thing. Is to me yeah. the those two songs, "Bark of the Moon," "Over the Mountain," "Over the Mountain," especially could have just been on "Diary of a Madman" and it would have been a way better record. Yeah. Would have just been a stronger album in its entirety, you know. And then "Bark at the Moon," the album, could have just been like this totally different thing, because the whole rest of the record is totally different. It's more kind of like this pop, like they're kind of like pop songs. Yeah. They're kind of like 80s. It's definitely his most 80s hair bandish, yeah. pop, slick kind of. I don't know. I And Jakey Lee's playing on it is really good. I, I like, there's some riffs that I really like. Every time I listen to it, I'm just like, fuck, man, listen to that lick. You know, that was really fucking cool. And um, So, yeah, I don't know. I. Maybe I'm wrong, I guess. I guess. I don't think it's that you're wrong. I think it's just, it is really a different record. And I think, I don't really know. I, yeah, I guess even I that Waiting for Darkness, like you're saying, the pop thing, it's got that do-do-do-do. But then, like, when right. it goes into that bridge, it does have some weird high, like, keyboardy parts. Yeah, thing. it's got the weird keys in it. It kind of stands out. It's like, what? And then it goes back into the... And Rock and Roll Rebel, Rebel, which I mentioned way earlier, yeah. Under the Wrong. I don't know. What fucking album were we talking about? And I brought that up. Um, uh, you got it confused with You Can't Kill Rock and Roll. Yeah. So anything yeah. that's got rock in it, you're just it's like... It's just too many fucking songs with the word rock and roll. But but no, yeah. Rock and Roll Rebel is a great song on this album, man. I That's one that has some really cool uh, riffs, you know. Yeah. Jakey e. Lee has some... Some great playing, obviously. I, I don't... I don't know. I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse talking about his playing, but... Um, Center of Eternity. So Tired, the song that you made it a point to Maybe it was something, too, because I think when I listened to this album, uh, there's really only eight songs, but then the one I listened to has the bonus tracks of uh, Spiders oh. and One Up the B-Side. And I hated yeah. that One Up the B-Side. Yeah. I'm like, so maybe I shouldn't let that affect it, but I'm, it's just One Up the B-Side, One Up the B-Side. Yeah. That's all the lyrics are, and I'm like, this is, why even have it at all? I maybe noticed put it as like a, a D-Side or something. I noticed that digitally it's, yeah, like Amazon Music had that on there too, and I was like, why did they do this? But you just got to throw on the record and... Yeah. Ignore that bullshit. No, I I guess it's weird. Like, I don't think I've ever had a conversation about this album with anyone. I could be wrong. But I could see, like, a lot of, like, hardcore Ozzy fans not being super into this album because it's, like, like I already said, it's almost kind of this pop record. Yeah, because it does kind of seem like maybe the synthesizers took over the guitars, right. whereas the first one, the guitar was up front because you had Randy right. Rhodes. Yeah. So maybe that's why I kind of didn't like it. And so I don't I'm know. Like, Did he not have the confidence in Jakey e. Lee? Like he wanted to water it down with yeah. keyboards and maybe, or I don't it was know. just the 
I don't know the reason. It came out too because it was what mid eighties. Oh yeah. So you had the uh, keyboards were really taking right. over a lot of stuff. But it doesn't bother me. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Like I guess if I was say like thirty when this record came out, and I had spent like my early twenties being like a diehard Sabbath fan. Yeah. And then Ozzy goes off and does his solo thing, and you know his first records. Yeah. fucking killer and, and then I still really like a second record and then this thing comes out with all these synthesizers and shit I could see being like oh what the fuck yeah. he fucking sold out you know but like from my perspective I didn't listen to these records till way later and so yeah and you're just like hey this has a different flavor than everything right. else so cause I had yeah. the same conversation with like guys that are older than me that have listened to a lot of these bands for longer that were fans back in the 70s. And I've had the same conversation about uh, Judas Priest uh, with their album like Turbo. Turbo. Yeah. And that's like, I like that record a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's not my all-time favorite, but yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Like, a lot of other people are like, oh, I fucking hate that album. Fucking pop bullshit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't. I mean, I like it. I like Defenders of the Faith more. As far as a complete record, but oh, yeah. and I, I like, like that one too. You know, I like Hellbent for Leather more. Some heads are gonna roll. But <laughs> I mean, but I like Turbo. Also, that'd be a, that'd be the next one we should do is rank the Judas Priest records. There's so fucking many of them. Yeah. It'd be like a four-hour episode. So I guess we're down to our number one. Yeah, yeah. So I was wrong. I was just gonna say that you know now. Now what my number one is, it's No More Tears. Right. And I think with that album, the songwriting is really strong, but at the same time, too, the um, sound of it, it all just sounds really good, too. Whereas yeah. some of these ones we're listening to from the 2000s, they'll have that like processed you know, guitar right. stuff. I don't know all the techniques, but it sounds over-processed. And how we're talking about some, maybe from the 80s, have too much keyboards. This just sounds good, like it's just a good mix of every instrument, and there's nothing like extra on there, extra right. bullshit in the mix. I don't know. It just sounds good to me, like because I think even um, one of our friends, or there's this guy Paul, that's a friend of Denny's. He says one of his favorite albums that just sounds good is uh, what is it? Uh, Countdown to Extinction, right. and so I think that this just has that really good uh, sound to me. Right. Or something. In that same regard. No, I get it. Yeah. It's a gr- it is a good sounding album. A lot of people would argue, though. A lot of people would say that it's too... A lot of people... Sure, like, I, maybe there are some ballads. It's heavier on the ballads. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know. They're good songs. And right. uh, Lemmy wrote some uh, of those. And, time After Time. And, yeah, yeah. Lemmy wrote, uh, what, Hellraiser and Mama, I'm Coming Home. Yeah. And, and then, oh, what, there's Desire on there. Desire's a, a cool song. I like that one a lot. Um, Road to Nowhere. Road to Nowhere. That's one of his better, I think, ballads as far as, like, the yeah. power ballads go. I actually kind of forgot about that until I went back and was yeah, re-listening and I to it. I like the lyrics on there, too. It's like, the road to nowhere leads through me. He's, like, talking about basically being kind of shitty, I guess. Oh, man. But, yeah. It's a great record. Yeah. So your number one is well, my number one's Blizzard, which ins- hey, so I was right on with that. You were, one. I saw it, but yeah, but yeah, and you know what? Like, 
I suppose it sounds, you know, like maybe too cliche, like most people are going to always lean towards that record because it had a lot of hits. He still plays a lot of that in his set. So, um, and it's his first record and blah, 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 whatever. It's just great front to back. Like, I don't know. There's not a dud. Um, this was like my first Ozzy solo record I ever owned that I, as far as I remember. And I just remember the songs having, even listening to it now, there's something about the way it sounds. Yeah. And I can't fucking put my finger on it. You know what I mean? Because it's not his best production sound wise, but it doesn't matter. It just has that, like there's some, like every song and the whole overall sound there's some little fucking nuance in all the songs that I just can't like the way his voice sounds I don't know like I can't really put my finger on it but there's something about it like it's genuinely creepy sounding at moments (laughs) like other times when he's when he has creepy moments in songs it's like he's trying to be creepy and I feel like with this record, like it just genuinely has moments that sound eerie, you know. I don't know, man. Like that, Mister Crowley. Like, yeah, Mister Crowley. I mean, and again, we talked about this before, I think. Um, but when you're a kid and you listen to this kind of shit, and there's something like, especially if there's already like a seed planted in your head, right? Yeah. Like, ooh, Ozzy, he's evil. Oh, he's satanic. Oh, like, you hear all that shit. You're just like this little fucking, I don't know, man. You're like this little radar picking up everything. Everything that everybody's spitting out about these artists and shit. And anytime you hear somebody being referred to as, like, evil or satanic or whatever, like, as a kid, you, like, you hear that and you go, oh, shit. (coughs) Well, that's scary. I don't want any part of that. Or do I? Maybe I do. Like, then you start, like, gravitating towards it, like, well, I'm not supposed to fuck with this, but I want, you know, it's just like Ouija boards, right? Like, first time you ever hear about a Ouija board, your mind's blown. You're like, I'm never fucking touching one of those. Then you're somewhere and somebody has one, and you're like, you want to fuck with that? (laughs) You want to get that out? Let's put our hands on that and see what happens. That's one thing you um, reminded me of about being evil or something. I think some people bought into that because, like... The late, like, 90s when I was getting into music, like, really getting into music, uh, I think I was hanging out with my uncle, who's, like, a couple years older than me, um, obviously, like, I don't know, 20 years older than me, but uh, I was like, hey, do you like Guns N' Roses? Do you like these bands that I like? I'm like, hey, do you like these bands? And he would have been like, yeah, like, I grew up with those bands. But then I was like, what about Ozzy? And he's like, yeah, like, I did like Ozzy, but then... Um, he's actually satanic, and I snapped all my CDs and threw them away. And I was just like, "What? Why would you do that?" You know. So, so I think he just into bought it, into, or like, maybe he yeah. kind of like I think he kind of maybe had a crisis of faith at one point where yeah. he like because uh, my family's like religious, right. and maybe he kind of got away from it. But then he's like, "Oh, I need to come back to it right. or something." But I'm like, "Eh, it's music," you know. Yeah, I mean, look at the guy. He ended up it's an having escape. a fucking TV you know? show, right? Yeah. I mean, 
a reality TV show that was yeah. like in a fucking embarrassment as yeah. far as I'm concerned. But yeah. I thought he was a lot cooler when he was evil. I think that's why this this just is my number one. Yeah. I've, without a doubt, like the minute we talked about doing this list, it was like Blizzard's my number one. Yeah. And I don't, you know. Yeah, man. Like I didn't have it at my number one, but I'm not going to argue with you because yeah. it is a good album. I mean, and the weird thing about that record to me is I can almost skip the first two songs because they're so overexposed. Like, I've oh, heard them yeah. a million times. I still enjoy hearing them. But I could just jump right to Goodbye to Romance and yeah. just enjoy the whole rest of the record. And, uh, I mean, man, it's just... I don't know. I don't want to yeah. get too much into it because we've got our top songs. Because, to yeah, how too. long are we going? we still got our song list. I know, we actually have been going a while. Um... But one thing I want to say about the song list, and I don't know how you did this, but I am not going to say that this is like an order. Oh, okay. I made a top ten, but I don't know that I could say like, oh, this is my all-time favorite Ozzy song. I don't think I... I obviously had one that came to mind first, and it was the first one I put down. But I think outside of that, I don't know that I could say that they're my... I just don't think I could rank them in order. Mine might be kind of ranking, but I will say this. Right away when we were going to do five songs, boom, I had like five because those are ones that like, boom, came to me right away. But then when you're like, well, what about doing a top ten? I was like, shit, because I kept like, like, um, you can kind of see this. Like I had top five and these are the same over here. But then I'm like scribbling shit out because I'm like, well, now I gotta find a top ten, so I kept changing the uh, last one. Uh, but yeah, so like I had the top five like right away, and I think they're the same five that were yeah over there. It was just hard to fill it out because there's so many more that you can leave off. Off, right? You know. I feel like an idiot because I'm looking at my list now, and I realize it's pretty much like it's mostly. It's mostly consistent of just, like, two records. <laughs> I didn't oh. even realize it when I did oh, it. Really? And I changed some shit up, but, I mean, there's stuff. I don't know. I told you that, though, when you said... You had said something about yeah. doing a t just a top five, and I was like, look, man, I do a top five, and almost the whole fucking thing is going to be Blizzard of Oz. Yeah. Like, So I guess that's why I knew Blizzard was going to be your number one. But, uh, so do you want to do your number 10 then, even though you're not in order? Yeah, we can just do it like it's in order, but it's definitely not. But, um, so Shot in the Dark. Yeah. I, you know, that was my first exposure to the Ultimate Sin album. And I, I just thought it was really yeah. genuinely unique. Like, it was really different from the rest of Ozzy's stuff. Like, when I heard that song, I was really intrigued to hear that album because it was so different. Yeah, because it's got that kind of, like, it's got a really strong hook to it. Because yeah. when it starts out, it's like, that dun, dun, and then it's like, when it takes off from yeah, there. Yeah. So it's not even, like, that's not even, like, uh, the way the verses dun, go or something. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it, that's the thing, too, is it's a great arrangement. You have these different parts that are totally yeah. distinct, like an intro and the verse. Yeah. Because a lot of times the intro might just be the chorus, or it just might be the verse, and the yeah. verse starts a few bars in or whatever and but yeah no it's I love that song and so that would probably honestly like if I ranked them that would probably be higher it probably would not be yeah. the the last one but I had that from a number 10 that was the first one I put down but I crossed it out and then I had Hellraiser 
and I was like, well, I like the Motorhead version more, so I'll yeah. just leave that off. But then I thought, well, shit, maybe I'll just throw this one. And since I can't decide on number 10, I'll just do this maybe as more of an honorable mention kind of thing. And so I went with the one with Lita Ford, If I Close My Eyes Forever, because it's not on an album. So I was like, maybe right. I'll just give some love to this song. Right on. It's kind of interesting. I don't ballad. have much of a yeah. It's like an okay song. Yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on that song because I don't love it or hate it. It was one that I think I remember hearing, uh, um, early on on like Rock 106, or something because it's like I knew I was starting to become aware kind of who Ozzy was, but then I was like, they played that one a lot, and I'm like, well, that's Ozzy, but then who's this person? So it was kind of cool, like to rattle around in my head, like right. you know. That was a different Simon song, so. Right on. This is my turn, huh? Yeah. My number nine. And this would, you know, this would probably be higher, too. Like I said, I didn't rank mine. I'm just going to keep reminding, because people are probably listening going, why the fuck didn't you rank it higher? Well, I didn't rank them. Fuck you. (laughs) Um, Mr. Tinker Train. Yeah. To me, it is the best opening track any fucking Aussie record. Damn. I love that yeah. fucking song because it's genuinely creepy. It's like, is he talking about like a child killer, yeah. child molester? Like, if it's a child molester, it, if it's a child molester or a child killer, who the fuck writes a song about that? Yeah. But then it's like, well, it's fucking Ozzy. And yeah. he's, you know, an evil son of a bitch. Yeah. And he's just fucked up. And the song rocks, so you don't even care. Like, the song rocks so hard, you don't even care how creepy yeah. the content is. <laughs> and it's like, that's possibly one of his most brilliant moments. Like, yeah. seriously, who the fuck writes a song about? I mean, it's about one of those. Yeah. You know, would you like some candy, little girl? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. He might argue that it was about something different. Well, no, no, no. I was talking, <laughs> talking about a girl of age. No, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. Because back in the day... I mean, in the 70s, there was tons of songs about underage girls. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah. They all just fucked a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Now, God damn it, we realized it was wrong, which yeah. I think is a weird thing, too. That's a totally different subject to go off on, but how the hell did it take us that long to realize it wasn't okay to fuck a teenage girl? Like, what the hell was happening back in the 70s? Come on, Robert Plant, Steven Tyler, you motherfuckers. I want some answers. <laughs> I don't know. Anyhow. But uh, my number nine, though, is from the same album, but it's the opposite of your kind of song. Mine was Mama, I'm Coming Home, because it's a ballad. It's not a right. rocker. But it's just got that, like, I don't know. It's a good ballad. So I mean, it's solid, yeah. I don't, not one of my favorite ballads of his, but <clears throat> it's a solid song, you know. I hated on it because I didn't really, I wasn't trying to hate on it. Yeah. It's a tough thing, man. He's got a big body of work. Yeah. And he's got a big body of great work. And so you have to kind of shit on some good stuff just to yeah. prop some other things up. And True. You know. Good call on the Megadeth beer, by the way. Uh, hey, it's metal. Yeah. It goes along with it. And I don't, to my knowledge, there's no Aussie beer. I feel yeah. bad, dude. You, like, brought the beer and I'm just sitting here drinking in front of you. Oh, no, it's all right. I said I wasn't going to drink. Okay. I shouldn't mix it with it. Well, next time I got you. It's all good. Make sure I 
I'll have to get whatever you want next time. Next episode, you tell right. me. I feel like I've dropped the ball and I haven't had any of those soccer mom drinks for you. And I've just been making you drink beer and stuff. I like the Neapolitan one. Oh, you did? Yeah. I don't know if there's any more of those, but I could pick more up. We can get those. We'll yeah. get we'll get something. I always have some crazy ass yeah. beer, so anyhow. Um, it's fine. My number my number eight is Center of Eternity from Bark at the Moon. Yeah. Like I sang it kind of like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was terrible, really. But I think that that is like the perfect example of why I like Bark at the Moon so much. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a pop song. Like, it's really different. Like, it's a song that sounds really fucking different for him. Yeah. You know? So, I feel like you're looking at me weird, like... Oh, no. Oh, that's... No, I'm just thinking about the crazy, song. Crazy, because I hated so. that fucking song. Uh, mm. Yeah. I don't know. I love that song, man. I think it's a real highlight in a record that's already... Obviously, it was my second... I guess I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm just deaf, and I'm not hearing the same shit that you are. You know what? Like I said, man. Hey, man. Well, we know I like my weedly deedly shit. A lot of people, so. a lot of people uh, listening might think I'm totally wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think that that record is so different that I could see a lot of people not liking it mm-hmm. at all. You know. So. Or maybe the cold I had this week just mm-hmm. fucked up my head. Maybe, maybe you're just, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, my number eight is one that, talking about spooky Ozzy, is probably the spookiest Ozzy song. Mr. Crowley. Hell yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. You know, and Alistair Crowley. And I didn't do it justice right there, so. Alistair Crowley is a very unique, interesting person. I have a book that I started reading on him, and I never finished it. And it was really interesting, but at the time, I just was struggling to find time to read for whatever reason. I don't remember what was going on, but he's, yeah, he's a weird motherfucker, was a weird Hmm. motherfucker. But I think if I remember right, the story is that Robert Plant owned the... Oh, some kind of castle? Castle that had, yeah, it was previously owned by Aleister Crowley. Oh, yeah. And then I don't remember... If Ozzy bought it from Robert Plant, hmm. <coughs> or just stayed in it, I want to say maybe he just stayed in it for a period of time and hmm. was inspired to write this song or whatever. I don't remember. I just remember hearing some story that was along those lines. Hmm. So, yeah, that's my story. Yeah, okay. There's my Alistair Crowley story. Um. So my turn. All right. I feel like this next. It's gonna one, be another uh, Blizzard of Oz song. Yeah. No. <laughs> actually. Well, like I said, I should I should change these up, but I'm I'm afraid yeah. I'm gonna get out of order, and because I did kind of just go album by album when I made my list, because yeah. I didn't think we would we're gonna rank them, yeah. and so I'm gonna keep reminding the listeners that mine's not in order. Um. I didn't want to put that much pressure well, on myself. I think when we were doing this stuff with Denny, I didn't really, like, I just picked the five albums or the five songs, and I didn't rank them. I was just like, yeah. here, here they were, because it was easier to do it that way. So to me, this is probably my most, it might be like my most uh, basic bitch moment. I don't know. The bark at the moon. Hmm. Uh, 
I don't know. Every time I hear it, I like it. Fuck it. I just like it's a great song. It's I love the riff. Yeah. And it's probably my most uh like hit yeah. song. You know what I mean? Like like I don't know. Obviously I wasn't going to anyhow, but like if I was doing this show with somebody, like if you just sat down and you were like, My favorite Ozzy songs are Crazy Train, No More Tears, and you just started naming, like, all the biggest hits, I'd be like, which, judging by the look on your face, I mean, it's okay, too, but I'm just saying, like, you know, if you only had hits, basically, um, yeah. There is one thing that's cool, though, about that, uh, Bark at the Moon, as I don't know if you remember this, but I thought thought back to this uh, while we were listening to all these albums was a couple of years ago. It was so cool. Like, they had that lunar eclipse. What was it? 2018? August 2018? And Ozzy was going to play in southern Illinois, which was supposed to be, like, the peak or prime spot for this eclipse, where you were supposed to get the total view of the eclipse. And they were going to have Ozzy play in a field in southern Illinois. And he was going to play in the afternoon, but he was going to play Bark at the Moon Right at the spot, the height of the eclipse, or something. But it was like a hundred dollars. I thought about doing it, but it was like a Monday down in. So Southern did it Illinois. happen? Like yeah, that's actually badass. Yeah, that is cool. That too. Yeah, like I think there I didn't was know about that. Supposed to be something where they were trying to do like a music festival, and it was either like you had to pay some hundred, two hundred dollars for that Monday Ozzy performance, or pay for the whole like weekend package. It was like. <laughs> And the other bands was like Five Finger Death Punch, Papa Roach, uh, a bunch of those kind of new metal bands, and then Ozzy. But it was so cool that that would have been a cool thing to see Ozzy play Bark at the Moon. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> I mean, during an eclipse, that would be like the coolest thing, you know, I could yeah. think of. I'm fucking mad like at metal show. now, to be honest with you, but. But yeah. What could you do? Yeah. So, what was your. Uh, what are we at? I think. Seven. What, number seven? Yeah. Mine was. A Diary of a Madman. Really? Yeah, but the thing is, maybe I like this song more because I have a reason why I put it on here. Was this was like, I think it was a perfect circle. They came out with their second album. And like downloading was kind of at that spot where it was like a Napster LimeWire thing. Yeah. And somehow I came across some live version of a perfect circle and they did like, this was before mashups are like big now or something. Yeah. But they mashed up Love Song from The Cure with Diary of a Madman by Ozzy. Wow. And they kind of did something where it was like the verses of one song, and then it was the chorus, and it's kind of like they took a verse and a chorus and a verse and a chorus. And I hadn't... I really liked The Cure, but I had actually never heard of this Ozzy song before, Diary of a Madman, because I think kind of at that point, too, in the early 2000s, I had only kind of heard what was on the radio and osmosis and like no more tears and I'm like holy shit I gotta find this diary of a madman song so I can hear that uh, to hear what they took from and so that song always stood out uh, to me because of that right on so yeah that's why it means more to me I guess that's just an odd one like it's not one you hear people reference too much which is cool I mean but it's also one of those where I I don't know it's kind of an epic-sounding song, too. Yeah. Like, I kind of like those. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like, I already made 
my point earlier, so I'm not going to keep uh, saying it, but the second half of that record, I've you know yeah. I already said that I kind of felt yeah, like, like that record oh, just kind of sinks. went from greatest to least, and yeah. that's at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, you know. It's Which is kind of weird to almost put your title track at the end of the album, too. Yeah. Well, look at uh, Ultimate Sin, and you got Shot in the Dark, which is like oh, the yeah. hit, like the biggest hit from that record, and it's at the very yeah, end of true. the record. So um, it's Ozzy kind of just does whatever the fuck he he's wants. He's just fucking Ozzy. <laughs> fuck you, I'm Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, I'm you. What? I think he said put it at the end of the record. <laughs> All right, whatever. He's the boss. So my next one... Where are we at? Six now? Yes, yeah, six. Over the mountain. Like I said, dude, I went basically, I was just thinking of yeah. you know, oh, records. And so basically, I just had three fucking uh, Bark at the Moon songs. But that's a great, like I said before, man, that, if you just put those two songs on Diary of a Madman, you had a way better record. Yeah. And those two songs in particular sound like they should have been on that album. So... I don't know. I don't have much more to say about it than that. Like, that's the extent of it, you know? But I'll say that uh, that was one that I was having a hard time because, like, I felt like Ultimate Sin, that song almost, I wanted to have it on there, too, and then Over the Mountain kind of beat it out. Um, God, what else was there? There was something else I wanted to put on here, and then I didn't. Oh, I don't want to change the world. I don't want the world to change me. I was already talking about how great that song was. That was really hard to not have that on my top ten list of songs. Mm. I struggled, man. This was it was hard. Like, it was hard to narrow it down to ten songs. Yeah. That's why when you said that, like you were leaning towards five, I was like, I don't even know how the fuck to do that. Like, I really don't think I just would have shown up and been like, Yeah, Andy, I know that you said we're only doing a top five, but fuck you, I did seven. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Hey, then it would be like the best I could do. <laughs> right. But like, I just thought five were just boom. It came to me like a lightning bolt. Yeah. Because those are ones that are awesome. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Shit. I don't know, man. I could. You know what? I could. I could. Now that I think about it, and I'm looking at my ten, I could do. I could probably do a top five. Yeah. But. Maybe after we're done, since I didn't put mine in order, I'll tell you what I think my top five would be out of this list. But well, here's here's where it starts to be like, where weird. like I guess you already were ripping holes in mine anyways. <coughs> um, and then I had Diary of a Madman. Oh, my number six. Wrong with your list. I actually like that you had Diary of a Madman because it's like a song that I don't think I'm just surprised anyone has it on their list. Yeah. I like surprises. Well, my number six is one that people are gonna be like. Or maybe they won't even remember this one. But speaking of osmosis stuff and those kind of songs, this was on uh, this greatest hits album called "The Oz Man Cometh," mm-hmm. and it's yeah, that. Um, it was back on Earth, mm-hmm. and I love the fucking sound of that song. And I guess it sounds like the osmosis stuff. Yeah. In that back on Earth, and how it's talking about creepy Ozzy. Yeah. Like I don't know what's going on with some of those lyrics. But he's like talking about being, he's dying and like being reincarnated. And it does. Like he's doing something with his voice that sounds creepy. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it had a creepy vibe to it, too. I like that. I mean, yeah, when that song came out, I thought it was cool. I bought that 
<clears throat> I bought that uh, compilation thing. So, I think that's why I really liked Mr. Crowley a lot too, because that was one of the early songs that was on there. So, like maybe that's kind of why some of the songs I chose they were actually, <laughs> excuse uh, me, bless you, uh, they Thank were you. on that I think. So I mean maybe that's kind of one of my first exposures to Ozzy was that one. Right. It was kind of easier when you are a teenager and you don't have a lot of money, but then there's a the greatest hits. You can just buy yeah. that to get some of the songs instead of, I don't know, paying like 20 bucks for an album. No, I think that that's really, I think, man, it's hard for me to remember, but, you know, I listened to, like I had like No More Tears and Blizzard of Oz and stuff, but I don't think like the, like the Jakey e. Lee stuff like Bark at the Moon and ultimate sin and some of that i don't think I that's don't. actually on the uh, um, osman one if that's what you're going with well i think um shot in the dark is uh, i think shot in the dark's on it and i think park of the moon's okay on it. i think just those two songs oh there was another version that they came out with of that where they took shot in the dark off that because of the rights oh did they because yeah. i think it's on mine because okay i think that that was like I don't think I actually listened to the J.K. E. Lee stuff, like, until oh, okay. to that. Because I got into them, like, mid-90s, and then that came out, what, like, 98? Yeah, something like that. I have that. it sitting over here. Um, it would have been right but after yeah. Osmosis. So whatever, like, I had gotten into them, and I only owned a few records, and then I bought that yeah. Osmanicoma thing, yeah, after Osmosis came out. And... That got me into because I also had never heard No Rest for the Wicked, so like it was the first time I heard Crazy Babies, yeah. and so yeah, some of that stuff I was like, oh fuck, I need to go. That's what sparked me to go check out Ultimate Sin and No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah. So kind of like a good uh, launching point. Yeah. So so I'm with you on that, and that yeah. I think that honestly because I got into the Ozzy solo stuff before I did Black Sabbath, and I think. That because there's like some demos of like fairies wearing oh, boots yeah, and no, shit yeah. on the second disc or whatever, or maybe I can't remember. There's I know my version's a two disc version. See, I didn't have the two. And it has like an I interview think I, I think with Ozzy on it too or something. Yeah, I just had the single. Thing. And there's some demos and yeah, and so I think that that honestly I heard I had heard Black Sabbath before, but I'd only heard like like Paranoid and Iron Man and and I, I remember like one friend that I was playing basketball with as a kid like when I was younger younger listened to he was listening to like Black Sabbath one day I remember but I didn't really retain it all you know and so whatever I remember hearing that demo of fairy fairies wear boots and I was like god man I gotta get some fucking Sabbath now you know and it was just one of those things it was like this chain reaction of shit now I gotta listen to this now I gotta listen to that and you know I mean, that first Black Sabbath album is still one of my favorite metal records ever, dude. That's still... I could sit there, and I guess it's a spoiler alert if we ever rank the Sabbath records, but that first album's perfect. Hmm. The perfect combination of creepy and good songs, and... Yeah. God, I love that fucking album, man. And I don't get me wrong, I love everything... Volume four and before is like a flawless four record run, pretty much. But, but man, it's a good time. Sabotage. 
No. See, I'm the weirdo. (laughs) You're the weirdo. Yeah, I mean, all of them have their moments, but I just, I don't know. I think, I think, like, Masters of Reality is fucking great. Hey, speaking of, I'm wearing a Masters of Reality shirt today. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even put this on because we were doing the Ozzy episode. Oh. I just realized that. I literally, I was in my closet flipping through my shirts, and I'm like, I'm going to wear a Black Sabbath shirt. Because it's the Sabbath. <laughs> I made like this cheesy little dumb dad joke to myself. This morning, like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. So, so there's that. Yeah, I'm wearing a fucking Aussie shirt, Sabbath shirt. Didn't realize it. <laughs> so where are we at? Top five now. I have one Boom. Fucking. You gotta plow through this too, or we're gonna be here all day. I know, and this is close to being my top five, to be honest with you, but I would probably I would probably move Mr. Tinker Train up in the list, and I might have to give one of these a boot, but I'm not going to fucking go into that. So, Miracle Man. <clears throat> Miracle Man. That's, uh... Got busted. It's a great song. Yeah. I love that song. I love yeah, the riff. I, already, I think I talked about it enough earlier, so I'm sure... Everybody doesn't want to hear me talk about how much I like that song again. So, yeah. So let's hear about your number five. All right, my number five. I am ready to go with this fucking song. Oh, Jesus like, Christ! It must be the Post Malone song or something. You're so no, excited but, to piss me but off. But shit, this song is like so good. But then I think it's like it's so good. I, but at the same time, it's the point where Ozzy goes mm. like this. Because it basically becomes cookie-cutter Ozzy from this point. Are you going to say Perry Mason? Yes, it's Perry (laughs) Mason. Because, yeah, because I was thinking about this. How, like, you were talking about, man, Perry Mason. It's like um, the record label people are probably like, hey, Ozzy, what you working on next? He's like, well, we're going to do a song about Perry Mason. And like, what the fuck, Perry Mason? That, what, show from the 50s? Nobody gives a shit about that. But then he's got a tape, and he's like, listen to this. And there's, like, this symphonic. And then it's like, and then Zach Wilde comes in with the fucking pinch harmonics out the wazoo and shit. It's got like all of that cliched stuff, uh, but it was so fresh, I think, where it was produced great. It was done well. It was a great arrangement. It's so fucking good. Yeah, that's like, man, I've been blasting this in my car a lot lately. It is a badass song. It's not on my list, but you know what? It wouldn't be far behind my top ten. But then I think it is lie. that point where, like, I think you would agree, where then it's every Ozzy song after that kind of becomes yeah, that. Yeah, it did. I mean, he was trying to relive. Like, because Osmosis yeah. was a super successful record. Yeah. If you remember when that came out, it was, like, huge. Yeah. You know? No More Tears was big, too, but I felt like Osmosis, man, like, pop radio was just playing half that fucking record, yeah. dude. Like... I Want You, that song. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there was something I was thinking about this, too, that, like, I didn't even realize this, because you just think of Ozzy as fucking being Ozzy. But I can't remember where where I read this, but that osmosis thing was something where the record label basically was like, you got to come up with more hits. We want another, because uh, he had, what, was going to retire then. Right. Uh, the No More Tours. And not do much shit anymore. Right. And then like, well, we want you to have another album. And it's like, like that kind of blew my mind. Because you think it was, it was a like, record label of Sharon. You think Sharon was like, 
Look, Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> that was. <laughs> what did that even sound like? <laughs> I don't, I don't, oh my god. That was the worst impression of. I, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I know. Nothing funny, there, man. <laughs> but I guess I would think of Ozzy as being above. Um, someone who who has to do all these record obligations. Right. But even back like in the 90s, so, everybody but... had to bow to the record labels. I think it's I, I just blame his wife because yeah. she's, you know, like, she's like, look, our fucking kids are going to be older soon. Yeah. And they're going to develop a bunch of drug habits and you're going to have to send them to fucking rehab and it's going to be expensive because they're your offspring, so they're going to be fuck-ups. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um... Sharon's kind of a bitch. I don't know. Yeah. But then at the same time, he'd probably be dead yeah, if it wasn't for her. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what to think. Yeah, because, you know? oh, yeah. Uh, well, another thing this week, too, I, I watched that God Bless Ozzy Osbourne documentary. It's too. a good one, yeah. I got that on Blu-ray, I think. Yeah, because I hadn't watched it in a while, and I um, um, revisited it. And in the same way, you're right, because it talks about all of his family stuff, and it's like, yeah, yeah he probably would have been dead. Or something. Oh, yeah. But basically, she, like, straightened him out for a while. I think he's a mess. I think he's just a mess of a human. Yeah. And she's, you know, kind of kept him in line. But I think any good woman would do that. But yeah. I think that, too, has she been the, the cause of a few of his artistic, Yeah. you know, some of these shitty records that maybe he shouldn't have made? Or not. Like I said, yeah. I shouldn't say shitty records because I was pleasantly surprised at them being a little bit better than I yeah. I originally thought they were. But then I, t- I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like I think or I are think they we or were we just Ozzy's trying to like them? Easy target, but I think Sharon's kind of a a really easy target. But yeah. I don't think they're as bad as all nah. the um, uh, media says they are. Yeah, the Osbournes just needed to never happen. Yeah, that just needed to not ever happen, and I feel like. I would just have a better, <laughs> a higher opinion. I, you know what I can't say though is I've never watched that show. I haven't either. Proud as fuck to say that I've never watched that show. So, yeah, take that shit. Um, so where are we at? Four. Four. All right. Goodbye to romance. Hmm. Uh, to me, it's like it's an oddball. So I don't know how many yeah. other people would say, yeah, that's one of my favorites. But it's one of those rare moments for me. Like, I already was expressing how I feel like his weak moments are always his ballads, and I'm not super into them. <clears throat> but this is a combination of it being lyrically a pretty endearing song and Randy Rhodes' guitar playing, which we haven't even gone into much since we were Actually, talking yeah, about yeah. this, which is weird. People probably already were cursing us halfway through this episode. And I had it in the back of my mind, but I knew that there was going to be moments later where I was going to want to talk about it. And, you know, the guitar playing on this song is like Randy Rhodes at his best (coughs) because Randy Rhodes had such a classical style, you know? He was very, like we said before, that Jakey Lee was almost like the the middle ground between it was like the perfect segue between uh randy rhodes and zach wilde because randy rhodes was such a technical player and he had like 
all of his licks sounded like classical. It was classical music, you know? That's what it sounded like. And then you got Zach Wilde, who has, like, the heavier, sludgier, and the squeals, and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whatever. Not downgrade. I love Zach Wilde's playing, too, but, like, we've already talked about it. It's kind of, he found a formula and stuck with yeah. it, and it's gotten pretty fucking old, in my opinion, but... Um, but they're definitely two totally different kind of players, and Jake E. Lee was the the blend between the two, I felt. But there's definitely no mistaking Randy Rhodes playing and how great he was, and just every single note was so fucking perfectly played, you know? And it was something that it was really unique for rock and roll and heavy metal at the time. And there's been so many guitar players that have taken from that and he inspired them and he had a very short career I mean um, but yeah I guess my, my point of bringing that up with this song was just I love like even if there were no lyrics to this song like the guitar playing's awesome I can remember playing guitar and getting like an Aussie book with all the different songs all the tablatures and shit and learning these yeah. songs and stuff and you know, most of Randy's stuff was so, it's so fast that still to this day, like 25 years of guitar playing later, I still can't play the shit right <coughs> because he's so fast and so fucking perfect and every note is played so perfect. But I could actually sit and play this song. Um, I can't now. I mean, I probably could if I relearned it, but my point is um, I used to just love sitting and playing this fucking song, getting a good clean tone on the guitar and hmm. doing the little licks and I I don't know it's a beautiful song I'm not gonna sit and babble about it too much longer here but it's it's got a certain sound to it like I mentioned before about how that record sounds and I don't know man to me that is that's Ozzy's best ballad um there's kind of another song on here I have that's possibly balladish, but whatever yeah. I don't wanna ruin it I, to me Whatever. <laughs> I don't. I can't say much more without spoiling what my other song, another one of my songs is. So go ahead. Uh, number four. Uh, I had another one from Diary of a Madman. It's you can't kill rock and roll. There you go. Or a uh, rock and AKA, roll rebel. AKA rock and roll rebel. If you're me, and can't keep track of shit. But yeah, it's a good like anthem. Fuck man, you can't kill fucking rock and roll. It's here True. to stay. You can't, bitches. Yeah. No, that is a solid song. Uh, same with Goodbye to Romance. Like, it didn't make my <clears throat> list, but it probably would have been another uh, one that would have been a contender. Yeah. Yeah, because it is a good song. It's like one of those sentimental Aussie songs that we're it talking is, about later. Yeah, man, it's... I don't know. So my number three, even though I feel the need to say it again and I didn't rank this list... But this would be, I th- I feel like these next three possibly are my top three, though. So my number three would be Suicide Solution. Hmm. And I don't know. Like, it just has such a, like, the first time you hear it when you're young and it's like, oh, fuck, is this like a pro-suicide song? And then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, well, no, I think it's like an anti-suicide song. But then you hear people, like, bashing him, like, yeah. Oh, Suicide Solution was, you know, he was promoting suicide. And then other people, no, he's not. 
It's anti-suicide. It's saying it's like yeah, it's the same thing with Jewish priests too. They're like talking about they're more like empowerment kind of thing yeah. too. But people took it the wrong way just because of the title. Right. It's like, are you not actually hearing the song? You're just looking at the yeah, man. I mean, title? it is what it is. It's kind of like shout at the devil. Yeah. But then again, like if you read the lyrics of Shout at the Devil, people are like, oh, it's like anti-devil, like fighting, fighting the devil. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but they also put a giant fucking pentagram on there. Like yeah. they knew that there was going to be like they were trying to play both sides. Yeah. So, you know, with Ozzy, it's like, yeah, he's evil. But wait, is he? <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's. That's the way most of these artists are, man. They're not really evil, but some shit, like evil's cool. Like some of this evil shit is yeah. just cool, and people want to buy records because it looks fucking creepy and cool. And so, I don't know. But I like, I don't know. I just like that song, man. I just, from the opening lyric, you know. Yeah. Wine is fine, but whiskey's quicker. <laughs> so cool riff it's kind of like a slowed down it's like randy rhodes playing a slowed down kind of blues lick almost like you know slow for randy rhodes anyhow so how about your number three this one might be any other day of the week it might be my number one but it's no more tears it's just another hand in the bush whatever that is yeah (laughs) no I mean, I like that song yeah. still. It's still a cool song. I think man. it's one of the cool first riff. I can remember hearing, too. Yeah. And yeah, it was the song that taught me the pinch harmonic. That's how I learned oh, yeah. how to play it, yeah. <laughs> Looking at my tablatures, and I'm like, God, how's he getting that? Like, I had to teach myself. I didn't have an instructor, and uh-huh. I had to, like, teach myself how to do that. I think I fell upon it accidentally, too, but... Yeah, good old drop D. I don't really have much to say, just that, like, I really like it, and I don't know, even, it's been all, played to death on the radio and shit, I don't care, it's still, it I mean, a cool it deserves video. to be played the fuck out. Yeah, cool. man, it was a cool video, too, and stuff, you know, it just looked cool, and, I don't know, Ozzy was still in pretty good shape back then, mm-hmm. too, I mean, alright, so, my next one's Mr. Crowley. There's not much to say about it. We already talked about it. Yeah, it was on your list. So, I mean, it's a great song. It's just creepy. It's got the creepy vibe. Yeah, you know. So it seems like it's the epitome of an Ozzy song. So, I feel like we should have guessed each other's number Uh, one. But you go ahead with your number two, and maybe we should. Maybe next, I should like guess. You should guess what my number one is, and I'll guess what yours is. Well, my number two. It's like you were kind of uh, feeling the vibe of my number three or whatever. And yeah, like your number two. But now I'm going back to like number two, see you on the other side. It's so cliched, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's honestly, that's just one of those where I just feel like it wore out. Sure, like how you said, how you were uh, pegging me, you're going to have osmosis as your uh, number one. Right. Like. I guess, yeah, I really like the sound of that album, and I really like I Just Want You, See You on the Other Side, uh, Perry Mason, but I don't really like a whole lot from the rest of the album. Like, uh, it's the strong singles, but I hmm. I don't know, the rest was kind of weak. Maybe Thunder Underground was kind of okay. Yeah. 
actually I don't know. See you on the other side has a good. My Jekyll doesn't hide is a really cool song from that record. Actually, you know what, dude? This is gonna sound weird, but like. I was listening to that album again when we were going through all this stuff, and My Little Man, mm. I actually didn't hate that song. I was like, that's actually a pretty good song for, like, because a lot of times, like, these yeah. artists write songs about their kids, and they just fail. Like, Tommy yeah. Lee writing the song Brandon, that was terrible. Yeah. But hey. I feel like... Well, I, I already know. forgot what we were talking about. Yeah. But... What was your number? We had a crazy guest just wander into the room. This is what happens when my fucking security guard falls asleep. <laughs> so, hey, my father-in-law's here. Say hi, Bruce. Hey, what's up, people? Fuck it, you're on now. So, All right. what were we talking? So, where were we at? Uh, I had said uh, see you on the other side. We're ranking Ozzy songs, by the way. Oh, okay. Ozzy's good. Yeah, we were uh, we were doing the. I don't know. It was a whole Ozzy episode, which we thought was going to be short, and now we're like running over on time, but. No such thing as running over on time. Yeah. Our listeners, we have such a huge diehard fan base. <laughs> they would listen to a six-hour episode if we recorded it. So, <laughs> um, All right, so see you on the other side. That was your number three, right? No, my number two. two. Oh, yeah, I already said that, Mr. Crowley. All right, so my number one is Revelation Mother Earth. What? I know. It's just such a weird song, and it's really unique and different. guessing our number ones. I never would have oh, guessed that. Oh, fuck, yeah. Well, you wouldn't have, so there you go. I <laughs> saved you the trouble. What was your guess going to be? I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know what I would have guessed, but... I just remember the first time yeah. I heard that album, and it was like... Well, not probably the first time. I don't think that song grabbed me the first time, but I, I guess I remember the first time it grabbed me. There was something about it, like... It has it has that creepiness. We were talking about Maybe the creepiness your number one of would that have been album. Rock and Roll Rebel. You talked about it enough. <sighs> yeah, well, I misreferenced it, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I was, you know, getting song titles confused. That's why I referenced it so much. Hmm. That's going to be a reoccurring joke, I think. Yeah. Going forward, it's going to be like, oh, Rock and Roll Rebel? No, we're talking about Iron Maiden. Shut the fuck up. Anyhow, <laughs> so what's your number one? Well, my number one... Wait, I, I want to guess. Yeah. Shit. Now I forgot what the hell you already said. Yeah, it wasn't by Ozzy. <laughs> You're not going to be able to guess it, but... All right, well, uh, I'll give up. The reason why this is my number one is it's not my favorite Ozzy song, but over the last couple of years... Uh, there's been a lot of like parody stuff, like I've heard the Pat Boone version of this song... And I've heard one where it was like Earth, Wind, and Fire. And they took the Earth, Wind, and Fire song and mixed Ozzy with it. And yeah. Is it Crazy Train? Yeah. Uh, Crazy Train. Yeah. And Nerf. even, but here's why it's number one though. It's because I used to think that the song was kind of stupid. And especially because they did a commercial where they had a family on a road trip in a van and they're like, we're going off the rails on a crazy train. It's like, how crazy are you? You're like suburban white people in a. Ford minivan or something. I'm like, and it's just like totally ruining the Ozzy song. But one thing that stands out to the song was because I thought the song was so stupid and cliched. But there was one time we're hanging out in your basement at your old house in Hopedale. You just picked up a guitar and you started fucking playing the Randy Rhodes like solo. And I'm like, holy shit, that actually is. Like if you just, yeah, like you're talking I about I did that, playing. I didn't even know I could play that Yeah, one. you kind of like played it or something. Maybe it wasn't perfect, uh, and maybe know. I'm like tone deaf, but... I've also gotten worse. I'm like that one person that just gets uh, worse. 
because I don't pr- I practice less and less as time goes on. It kind of made the song, like you playing that, kind of made his playing kind of stand out or something to me. And I'm like, well, shit, you know? Well, there you go. I legitimized Randy Rhodes playing to you. Yeah, so, <laughs> so thank you. But hey, thank yeah, you, because if that's the only thing I ever Have you heard that Earth, life, Wind, and then... Fire Ozzy thing? No, I haven't. It's no, probably on that box set, though, actually. Because they, the box set has a bunch of weird shit. I'm pointing up no, a pile of No, this is sets. something where somebody took something on YouTube, and they took Earth, Wind, and Fire, the oh, September yeah. song, and it's like, September. Da, 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 da. But they took that music and had Ozzy singing Crazy Train over it, and it, it's like... The weirdest mix you can think of, but it fucking works, and it's awesome, and it hmm. it made me kind of like the song more because it's like I don't know. I don't see Ozzy and Earth, Wind and Fire ever working at all. It does. It fucking works. Well, Andy said it works. Yeah, but he also put Bark at the Moon all the way down at like <laughs> the next to last favorite Ozzy record. So I don't know. Well, I feel like this has been a pretty long one, yeah. and we've kind of gotten through our agenda, so. I feel like at some point I have to hit the stop button on this. Yeah. And Bruce even, is here. So I don't even know what time This is only going to derail even further. So. I'm only here for the beer. I don't know what it is. What is it? It's late enough. It's All right. about 1230. Shit. Right on. Well, I guess the only thing left to say is thanks for listening and all that shit. And hopefully you disagree with everything we both said. And leave all your arguments in the comments section on Facebook yeah. and whatever else. Uh, be good. Thank to you, Ozzy, for all the cool shit. Word. Yeah.